It's Thursday, March 4th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Duval Motor Company. And now, a guy whose college nickname was the Poutine Dream, J.P. Shadrick. Uh, welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and we have a busy program today. The calm before the storm. The free agency storm is a couple weeks away. It's eerily quiet right now. We'll see what happens in the coming week with the franchise tag window closing next week. And then, uh, of course, all heck could break loose once the uh, teams start uh, trimming players. Free agency right around the corner. We're eight weeks away from the NFL draft starting in Cleveland, Ohio. So two months ahead of draft talk, and we'll go around the National Football League. Jeff Lagerman with us from his home studio today, as he is every week. And uh, here we are, Logs. You know, this is a, a, an eerily quiet time around the Jags. There's not a lot of news coming out of this place right now. But in two weeks' time, that should change. Uh, it may be quiet for us and for most fans, but uh, make no mistake about it, inside the building, it is incredibly noisy. They have a lot going on. They're trying to uh, figure out exactly which direction that they're going to go in free agency. They're trying to figure out who's going to be available in free agency. They're trying to stack their draft boards position by position and overall. And uh, and they're trying to do it with a, with a new staff. I mean, so... Uh, I think when you have an organization that has kind of been operating for a couple of years or a number of years and has been efficient, it's probably there's a little bit more of a comfort zone. But when you have a new coach, uh, a new design of the organization, a new general manager, and some new components to the personnel staff besides the general manager, there's a lot going on. It's just that we're not hearing about it, but trust me, the Jaguars have a lot going on, and they're working their rear ends off right now. And I think we'll we'll see the fruits of that labor soon. I, you would think that early in free agency, the first day or two, since the Jaguars have the most money to spend in the NFL, that there'll be players because they have plenty of needs that could be helped by a veteran free agent player to come in right away and play. Well, and, and, you know, JP, to be honest with you, you know, you kind of wonder sometimes when, when Shad Khan made the decision to clean house and then all of a sudden with the conversation that he had with the media about the, the change and how he felt it was needed and he talked about how much he was involved in the decision-making throughout all of last year mm-hmm. leading up to the point where we're at right now, you sit there and you go, you know, he, he might be smarter than I think a lot of people give him credit for and that, you know, you have a situation here to where you have a, an amazingly attractive situation. You have an organization that is flush with cap space, that has acquired great draft picks, and, uh, and also the timing of that with no push. And I'm not saying that he predicted COVID, but I'm just saying that with COVID and the situation that is upon us right now, uh, boy, I mean, there's probably not a more, a more attractive new situation in the National Football League than what the Jaguars have. So, you know, to, to be able to attract what he viewed as the best of the best in Urban Meyer, obviously it worked tremendously. But, uh, you know, you just wonder, you know, 
what were some of the decisions and you go back and really were, were some of the decisions that we've seen kind of put in play here in the last couple of months were some of these decisions maybe made maybe longer than that ago mm. and that now we're just starting to we're only getting a glimpse of really what is happening of the inner workings of this organization but look the jaguars are in in the catbird seat so to speak this might be the one year in the nfl's history that you can improve your team more so maybe than any other year because of what's going to happen with the cap situation you're going to see a lot of people that are going to be out of work and the asking price of a lot of these people that are going to be out of work i think is going to drop significantly and so if you're a team that has cap space that has needs which the jaguars certainly fall into both of those categories you are in a great position to acquire talent and in a great position to improve your football team and I'm going to tell you this, JP. Yes. They would be crazy not to try to improve their football team because the last thing in the world that you want to do is to try to do something like what they did or with Dave Caldwell and Gus Bradley back in 2013, and that was to build through the draft and build through youth. And look, and I'm not saying that can't work, but you've got to be able to support a young quarterback who's going to be coming into this organization. You've got to support them, and you support them by putting good players around them. I'm curious, too, Logs, once these deals start becoming public, once uh, the new league year hits and free agency opens for business and deals are made and contracts are signed, what kind of deals might we see? Will the, will the players want maybe a shorter deal, and then once this cap expands again a year or two out, maybe they get a little more of a piece of the pie? I wonder how much of that would happen this year. I think it, it's going to depend on the player. You know, if, if you're talking about a, uh, a veteran player, look, you know, you look, you're trying, to, you're trying to maximize it. You know, if you've got one contract left, you're like, look, I've got to get all I can get right now. I've got to get as much upfront money as possible because this is my last go-round. I'm not going to go ahead and enter the dance again in free agency. Whereas if it's a, if it's a young player, and there are some free agents, and the Seattle Seahawks have uh, one in Griffin, the cornerback, who is essentially, I think, 24, 25 years old, and he's entering free agency. Well, for him, look, he, he might have two contracts, maybe three contracts, depending on the length of the deals that he signs in his future. So for, I think, a younger player, it would probably be more beneficial to do a shorter-term deal because if you look at what some of the monies are being reported about what is the expected TV revenue contracts coming in at around $2 billion a year, right. I mean, you would be absolutely crazy if, if you're going to do anything longer than a year or two because you want to get back in free agency again when the TV money is bumped, number one, and number two, when the gates are back open again and teams are making money and, and concessions and ticketing and parking and everything else you know so i think it all just depends on the player and the situation that that player is dealing with jp but man if, I, if i'm a young guy just entering free agency and i've got you know i'm not thinking that i'm going to be done for until another seven or eight years man i'm going to i'm going to sign a short-term deal and then try to cash in with a big deal like we've seen in the past once the covid situation subsides tv money has jumped and things get back to being a little bit more normal to be able to cash in again on another contract very soon. 
It's Jaguars Happy Hour. That's Jeff Lagerman. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We're on 1010 AM radio in Jacksonville and on the Jaguars social media pages each Thursday afternoon. We were talking about this on another podcast earlier this week, Logs. You know, the, the idea of how many new players will be on this final 53 roster after training camp. It's a 1-15 team. It's a new coach. It's a new GM. They want to make it in their own likeness. So my idea was like 30 of the 53 might be new faces to the organization next year. Does that sound about right to you? Well, it, it, it could be. And Well, uh, the reason I said that, because there's 11 draft know, I picks, think, I think the one- free agents coming, you know, undrafted guys that they're going to keep around. That's you're, you're pushing a lot of new guys right there. I th- the one thing that JP, look, I mean, it, it very well could be. I mean, you could have 30 new faces easily with, with 53 man roster. And in reality, you're not really just talking about a 53 man roster. You've got expanded practice squads and, and a, a much more liberal situation because I think the COVID rules are not going away in 2021. They're still going to be around. So your roster is really much bigger than 53. But well, with that being said, I, I think that uh, you could see a significant change. I mean, you could see 30 new faces very easily, but that's not just out of 53. That's out of a much bigger number with practice squad and everything else. And I, I think, though, that the organization has to be really careful. And when I say careful, I'm not trying to say that, uh, that they're going to do something and, and, and mess it up. But what, what I mean by as far as the age structure, you know, your football team that you have right now, the way it is right now, mm-hmm. is incredibly young. Yes. You've got 11 draft picks that are sitting right there for you to use. And I think at some stage of the game, you need to start thinking, how young do we really want our football team to be? And because, you know, you're going to have a great opportunity to be able to acquire talent and free agency because of the number of people that are going to be looking for work because of cap situations with other teams. So you're going to be able to fill a lot of those spots with free agency. Do you want to add another 11 rookies? to uh, a football team that was already the youngest roster in the National Football League last year? Or would it make more sense to take the 11 draft picks that you have, maybe package some of them together to move up for one pick? So in other words, trade two picks for one that may be higher in the draft or trade three picks for one that may be higher. Or JP, the even better situation might be is to trade one of this year's draft picks for a higher pick in 2022 in a draft where you're, you, you don't have quite as much equity. So build equity towards the future. And if you're the general manager, you've got to be sitting there thinking that would be a, a perfect situation because we're going to be able to improve our football team in free agency. We're going to, be able to, going to be able to do it reasonably from a financial standpoint. We have a ton of draft picks from last year, and it depends on how they like them or how they don't like those type of guys. Correct. And then with the draft picks that you have now, leverage them into higher picks or future picks to keep the age structure of your roster where you want it to be, which is a little bit more mature and not so young. So plenty to uh, dissect, and uh, that's exactly what they've been doing since they arrived in the office here, getting ready for the next few weeks. Free agency coming up two weeks away from yesterday, and then uh, we're eight weeks from the NFL draft. We're back in a moment. Uh, We'll hear a little bit from Reese Davis, ESPN. He joined us today. We'll hear the full interview on Monday on Jaguars.com. He has a long history covering college football and some thoughts on Urban Meyer and his shift to the National Football League and a couple of tight end free agents. We'll go through those guys as well. 
and we'll go around the league a little later. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit forevervets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at Jaguars.com. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. He elevated it. He, he elevated it from uh, you know, just being a good 
or, or the best Big Ten programs being one of the best programs in the country. And that's what that's what he's done consistently at the college level. So I would agree with you in terms of of his legacy. I mean, Saban stands apart from everybody, but I would say Urban and uh, because he's done it more than one place. He also won at Utah and he won at Bowling Green for that matter. He's won everywhere. But um, I would say that in terms of impact on the sport and changing the shape of the sport, uh, Nick would be at the top. Urban would certainly be right there. But I'd also put Dabble Sweeney in that category as well. That's Reese Davis, ESPN College Game Day host, joined us uh, earlier today. The full conversation will come up Monday on Jaguars.com and Jag's social channels. We appreciate Reese for his time, and uh, we'll, we'll get a little more into the conversation of Urban's legacy as a college head coach. And uh, he, There's little conversation logs about uh, a certain quarterback for a certain university in South Carolina, uh, Trevor Lawrence, so um, plenty of conversation with Reese coming up. He's been at this for a long time. So look for that coming up early next week. Uh, earlier this offseason, we had right after the hiring of Urban Meyer, um, Kirk Herbstreit. We're just going to go for the whole college game day crew logs. Why not? Get them all on here. Why not? I mean, JP, I mean, look, look uh, I, I think it's great. And, and, and here's the thing, you know, everybody that you talk to, when, uh, when, you, when you start talking about two people, which is Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, they have nothing but uh, great things to say about them as far as the quality of coach and the quality of player. Look, and, and many people may like or not like certain personalities of one or the other, but the reality is, is that if you're sitting there trying to evaluate Urban Meyer as a coach, there's no debate that he's one of the best football coaches that there is on the planet and that Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterbacks that there is on the planet right now when it comes to college football. And, and obviously, we've got to wait and see how the transition goes to the National Football League level. But many people expect that to not to be a very difficult transition. So, you know, look, uh, th th there's a lot of things to be excited about and a lot of reason to be excited. And, and look, I, I'm right in that boat. You know, you've got a, a coach who's a proven commodity. And this kind of reminds me going back to uh, 1989 when Jimmy Johnson made the jump from the University of Miami to the Dallas Cowboys. And I was actually able to see some of that firsthand with Jimmy because it was pretty cool, JP, when I was a uh, senior and getting ready for the draft, I participated in a couple all-star games, one of them That's being right. the blue-gray which, J.P., you know all about. It's that at the, Cram Montgomery, the Crampton Alabama. Bowl in Montgomery. Yeah, absolutely it was. Yeah, it wasn't exactly, uh, you know, uh, posh or anything <laughs> of that nature. I can say that. Uh, okay. Uh, but it was good football, and it was competitive. And, uh, uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going on. And it was a Christmas Day thing, so right. it wasn't exactly where you wanted to be. But, nonetheless, it, look, it's a competition. And when we play ball, let's go. And so it was a great experience for me. But the East-West Shrine game was something that was really nice. You know, they, they took great care of us. It was a about 10 steps up from the Blue-Gray game. Sure. It was in Palo Alto, California. And it was almost dangerous because they gave us, uh, they had vehicles that were for the use of, of the players that came there. So we had about four or five of us of guys that were players. And, and we had a van. And we ended up going out quite a bit. And one of the coaches on our staff was Jimmy Johnson. And at this time, Jimmy wasn't named as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys yet. He was still just one of the coaches 
on the staff of the of the East squad of the East West Shrine game. And Mike Godfried was our head coach. And so got a chance to hang out with Jimmy quite a bit. And he was relaxed and nobody knew that he was gonna be taking the Dallas Cowboys job at that time. And maybe he knew, but no, we didn't know. And, uh, and so it was cool to spend some time around him. And I've gotten to know Jimmy through the years and he's an outstanding coach. Know a couple guys in Daryl Johnson and Mark Stepnowski that played for him for a very long time and had nothing but glowing things to say about him as far as him being a coach and getting a team to win. And so, I mean, some of those same things, I think, are, are the reason that people are excited about Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. You know, you've got a great situation. You're flush with draft picks. The Jimmy Johnson situation created it with the Herschel Walker trade. Sure. So you're not going to have a trade to get all the draft picks because you've already got them. But, uh, but the excitement for the coach and then also the expectations and the excitement for a quarterback coming in, you know, Troy Aikman coming in the Dallas Cowboys. And here you got Trevor Lawrence coming into the Jacksonville Jaguars are expected to be coming in. You know, there's so many different parallels. It's going to be excited, exciting to kind of watch the growth of the entire thing and eventually down the road to maybe hopefully draw comparisons of the two. It will be. You know, we were, I was talking to Reese Davis earlier today, and it was we were going through some of the, the things, uh, the, 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 we were going through some of the coaches that have gone from college to the NFL. And there's been some positives. You mentioned Jimmy Johnson. Switzer came in. It was kind of a, a already set up and ready, but he still had to go in the Super Bowl, and he did that. Uh, Pete Carroll, your guy, obviously has success. But then you can go the other way, right? Spurrier didn't last long. Didn't work out well. Saban, they won some games, but just not enough. They didn't have the right quarterback down there in Miami when he was there. The Alabama thing might not have ever happened if Drew Brees shows up in Miami. So – it, you know, and I, it's it's kind of a feeling right now. There was an initial buzz nationally over the Urban Meyer hiring, but then it, I, I don't I don't feel that national buzz about Urban right now. I mean, maybe it's just, there's so much other stuff going on in the league right now. Free agency's coming up, but I think maybe once they get back on the field again, maybe it'll hop back. And you know, the first week if they if they're winning football games, I think that'll really shine again. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the buzz has has subsided at all, JP. It's just that the conversation about the National Football League has almost taken a little bit of a break on most people's minds. Yeah. And when the topic comes back to the National Football League, trust me, Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be right back at the top of that conversation. And you know, and it's interesting. You know, you you brought up some guys that some have made great successful transitions from college to pros, some that haven't made successful transitions from the college to the pros. You know, and you brought up Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll, look, the reality is that Pete Carroll uh, started at the University of Pacific, and then he was a defensive coordinator when I was with the Jets back in the early days, and eventually was the head coach and was not successful right. with the Jets. And then eventually he leaves there, and then he goes to the Patriots, and he wasn't successful there. He goes to USC, and he was incredibly successful there. And obviously you have the ability to recruit, and so it's not a level playing field in college football. Well, then he goes to Seattle, and he's kind of average. And then all of a sudden he gets a quarterback in Russell Wilson. And then he wins the Super Bowl. You know, Bill Belichick. I mean, you can look at Bill Belichick, the same thing. Longtime coach of the Cleveland Browns. Didn't really have a great quarterback with Cleveland. And then all of a sudden he gets Tom Brady, which is many people consider the GOAT. And then he just starts winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. And who, do, who what, what quarterback did Nick Saban have? I mean, Nick Saban had Dan Reno, but it was Dan Reno at the end of his reign. And there was absolutely no other help on that roster for Nick Saban to win with. So, uh, look, Howard Schnellenberg, I mean, there's a lot of college coaches that may transition. 
And, and the one important factor for all these guys that make the, the move from college to pros is that you've got to have a quarterback. And I always say this when you start talking about coaching, and, and I understand that coaching matters. But the, also the other part of that reality is if you look at all the Hall of Fame coaches that exist in the, in the, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, how many coaches are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback? Mm, that's right. There's not they many. Come hand in hand. You know, there's really, there's not many. I mean, Joe Gibbs, I mean, because Joe Gibbs won mm, with, three different you know, with, uh, with Doug Williams and uh, Joe Theismann and Jay Schrader, you know, so, but I mean, the rest of the coaches, I mean, you're talking about guys that had Hall of Fame quarterbacks to help them win Super Bowls. Hey. And so uh, with Urban Meyer, you know, look, Urban Meyer is no dummy. And Urban Meyer knows that if you're going to win in the National Football League, and he said it in one of his interviews, and he talks about, football being a quarterback sport. And, uh, and he emphasized that it wasn't just about being at the National Football League level. He essentially said it, it, it means in everything, and it's important for everything at every level of football, from peewee to yeah, high school to college to pros. And, and he hit it right on the head there. Hey, I've got to correct you on one note, though. Um, you, you mentioned what? Nick Saban at Miami. You said Marino. Well, Marino was done in 1999. Remember, the, the Jags beat him in the playoff game. That was his final game. He retired at that point. Saban got there in 05, and his quarterbacks the first right. year were Gus Farratt and Sage Rosenfels. And then in 2006, the quarterbacks in Miami were Joey Harrington and Cleo Lemon. Boy, some real good ones there, huh? <laughs> right. So it tells. I'm trying to. to your who was the uh, who? Who was the coach for Dan Marino's last year for Miami? Jimmy Johnson. Jim, Jimmy Johnson. That's I got confused there. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Uh, I knew it was a, a former college coach, but yeah. I mean, even the great Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson. of great yes. of a coach as he, and that's he right. has Dan Marino, and he, but still, he doesn't win. So, that's but right. Nick Saban had no chance with those quarterbacks, no. JP. No, no chance. No. They'd gotten Breeze. Maybe, and they were close to getting him. They just didn't work out down there, and uh, the rest. Hey, look, if I had those quarterbacks, man, I would be, I would be turning around and running back to college football <laughs> at the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here quick. Because you know what, when I get when I get back to college football, JP, okay, I'm gonna go recruit the best quarterback in the country. Okay, it doesn't work that way in the National Football League. You know, you keep you keep swinging and you keep trying to get your guy. Okay, but you're not guaranteed of getting that guy. In college football, guess what? Good if you're Nick Saban and you walk into this young man's house over here and you say, hey, man, uh, I'm Nick Saban and I'm going to win at the University of Alabama, that young man who might be the best quarterback in the country, guess what? You ain't got to hope you can get him in the draft. All you got to do is convince him, come on over here, young man. You're going to win with me. And that's the difference between the pro game and the college game. Plenty ahead. We'll come back in a moment. Free agency around the corner. We'll touch on a couple of pending free agents that play the tight end position and one that Logs absolutely loves and has loved for years in this division. Could he be available? We'll find out a little later. Some Trevor Lawrence rehab talk and quarterback rankings are starting to shuffle now in the pre-draft talk. We'll get your thoughts on Chris Sims' list. Oh, that's ahead. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. 
exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, namasteing now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Why live with foot or ankle pain? If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill. Everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company. And welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun with new head coach Urban Meyer. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season and place a deposit at jaguars.com. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagavin. Glad you're along with us today. And by the way, um, you know, check out the official Jaguars podcast network. 
It's available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Uh, Logs, I know you're subscribed to that, so thank you for that. We appreciate oh, yeah. that. All the five stars, all the comments, everything. So this show is also always um, archived as a podcast. We have the Huddle Up podcast on Wednesdays now with Bucky Brooks, John Osier, and yours truly. And then on Mondays, Jaguars reporters. So Sexton, uh, Ashlyn Sullivan, Osher, and, and I are on that one. Uh, you're on this one, Logs. We've got uh, Tuesday morning drive time, which is pod- And then Friday, we have the, uh, the Jags broadcast Week in Review, presented by TIAA Bank. So there's a lot going on on the podcast world now for the Jags. And even... When it's kind of quiet, like we, we still have all these shows going on, which is a, a, a good thing, and it'll only grow once we get closer to the NFL draft in the next two months. There'll be a lot more content to put out there, Logs. Well, uh, JP, I can honestly say that uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of you. Oh, and wow. so, like anything that you do, oh, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a subscriber, I'm a fan, and so, uh, yeah. Um, I'm a big J.P. Shadrick wow, fan. Wow, how about that? I appreciate that. That's not what I was going for there, but okay, I'll take it. Uh, well, thank you I mean, I'm much. just trying to tell the truth. I mean, look, uh, here's the thing. You know, I mean, with the phones that we have nowadays, I mean, look, uh, you got no excuse to not be up to date on everything that the Jaguars are doing through J.P. Shadrick, man. Well, I it's mean, not look, me. No, it's, it's the whole it's, team. Uh, it's happening. It's a happening team place effort. to be. Team effort. Team effort, and we have uh, plenty of different shows on this <laughs> on this website and on the uh, podcast network. You can check it out. Uh, hey, let's um, let's shift gears quickly here. Uh, tight ends in free agency. You know, we, we've we've touched on that position group over and over and over again, and how it's been such an issue around here to not have anybody really stick. I mean, they've gone through the Julius Thomas, the Austin Safarian Jenkins of the world, Tyler Eifert most recently. And none of them really quite have worked out as anticipated at tight end. They've tried to draft, and that hasn't worked out. Josh Oliver's been banged up. He hasn't been able to play. So now it's, you know, at some point you got to figure this thing out. And, and Bucky made a pretty good point the other, other week on uh, the Huddle Up podcast, Bucky Brooks. And, you know, having tight ends is great, but you – have to have a history and a way to use the tight ends effectively. And I think the match of that do, okay, well, do well, bevel off, and, and shot in there real quick and leave, leave, leave the graphic up for a minute because, because I want to go through some of these guys here real quick, because I got a, a thought on each one of them. Okay. Uh, Tyler Davis was a draft pick last year that disappointed big time. And, uh, and so uh, his opportunity to make the roster this year, I think, is a doubt. Tyler Eifert is a veteran guy. You know, and he was okay. But, I mean, the reality is, is you're not paying for what you're getting. You need to go get somebody that's, that's young, that's got speed, that can threaten the middle and, and threaten the deep part of the field. Ben Ellison is a guy that I like. I think he's got a real chance. I think he's much better than Tyler Davis. All you have to do is look at how many times that Ellison was active compared to Tyler Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, James O'Shaughnessy was essentially playing on one leg. Eric Saubert was kind of a, an afterthought because they weren't getting anything out of Tyler Davis and they bring Saubert in who uh, had been around a little bit and he becomes kind of on the line type of tight end. And Josh Oliver is very intriguing because you know, what can he do? We don't know. I mean, he's like the the Christmas present that you keep forgetting about every year and it gets left in the back of the, behind the tree and everybody forgets about it. 
And then you're like, well, let's just save it for next year. We'll open it up next year. Well, then next year rolls around and gets forgot, forgotten about it behind the tree again. And, uh, and the reason why is because he's been hurt. And that's not good. I mean, here's the reality. If you're going to play in the National Football League, the first and most important thing is availability. It's not about your ability. It's about availability again. And, and so hopefully he can get on the field this year and stay healthy. But look, you got to go find your guy. And when I say find your guy, you need to find somebody that can threaten the, the field, that has yeah. speed, that has quickness, that is going to provide a comfort level for a young quarterback. I love John Smith of the Tennessee Titans, and I've made that known many times before. And I think if he will be uh, available. The Tennessee Titans are going to have some cap issues, and so he is expected to be on the market. Now, last year, he had a, a somewhat of an injury-plagued year, had some knee issues, and was uh, active for about 14 games, but a lot of the games that he was active, he just wasn't very effective because of the injuries. But when he is on his game, Jonu Smith, I think, is he's not at that top tier, but I think he's a, he's a notch below. And look, and if you can get a notch below that top tier of the guy who's in Kansas City and the guy that's in San Francisco, you'll take that any day of the week. And what I like about Jonu Smith, he is competitive as the day is long. He is a good, willing blocker. He's got quickness, and he's got the ability to do things after the catch. And that's what you want with a tight end. So I think you got to take a strong look at him. Here, here's the other thing. Yeah. Kalani Walker, who was the longtime Ooh. Tennessee Titan, is a guy that, uh, that wants to get back into the game. He sat last year out. How old is he? And there would be little to no risk with a guy like Delaney Walker. So do you take a, a chance on him? When I say a chance, you're not taking a financial chance because I think it would be a minimum guy. But uh, do you take, take a little flyer on him and see if he's got anything left in the tank? Because the last time we saw Delaney Walker before he got hurt, JP, he was pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's torched this organization before. He is 36 years old, Logs, but veteran minimum, yeah. maybe. Why not, right? I mean, look, uh, look, I mean, there's, there's, look at Gronk, man. I mean, Gronk goes and retires and comes back, and he ends up doing some great things this past year for Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, the tight end that played uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, he, what was his name, JC? Witten. Uh, Witten. I mean, he, he played forever for the Dallas Cowboys, and he slows molasses. He goes and he and he goes to the Monday night booth, and he and he becomes a, not very good in the broadcast booth. He goes back into football, and he's still playing good ball. I mean, so look, I mean, thirty six. I mean. Uh, if anybody can do it, it's a Delaney Walker because, like I said, the last time that I saw Delaney Walker play football, he was still pretty good and still a Pro Bowl-type level player, but he had an injury. So where is he at with that injury? I'd like to find out. Hunter Henry could come free as well. Chargers uh, tied in to, you know, let's see, last season, uh, 14 games, uh, 60 catches, 613 yards. He's been over 600 yards the last two years, four touchdowns last season. He's a guy that's put up numbers. Yeah, look, I mean, he, he's, a, he, he's a guy that could, uh, that could do some good things. I mean, for me, though, uh, Jonu Smith, I think he's got more juice. You know okay. what I mean? I mean, that juice to where all, when you're talking about when a defensive coordinator sits there and goes, what are we going to do on the tight end? How do we treat him? Do we treat him as a receiver? Do we treat him as a tight end? Do we treat him as a blocker? I mean, those are the guys you want. 
is, is does Hunter Henry do that for you? Do they does he strike fear? How many touchdowns did Hunter Henry have last year, JP, with those sixty some odd catches? Four. Four. Okay. John U. Smith had eight, and he only had like forty catches last year in limited action with injury. Uh, for me, I'm taking John U. Smith ahead of Hunter Henry, even though he was Got some injury issues. If he's if he's all clear on all that, I'm taking John Smith. All right, there you have it. Uh, we're pretty clear on what Logs wants to do at tight end, and it's John Smith. We'll see if he's free first, and if the Jaguars make a move to go try to get him in the first week or so of free agency. Let's come back in a moment. Trevor Lawrence's rehab is underway. We'll get to Chris Sims' quarterback rankings that have. Turned on Twitter this week. <laughs> it's uh, become uh, a little bit hostile at times because a certain Trevor Lawrence is not number one on his list. We'll go around the league as well. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, this is Dr. Patrick Basil of Basil Plastic Surgery and Wellness. I'm a proud veteran of the U.S. Navy, and during my active duty time, I had the amazing privilege to serve our country and those who were wounded in combat. Helping my patients return to a normal life, I was able to provide an unparalleled level of care, which I've carried over to my own private practice today. As the official plastic surgeon of the Jaguars, I would like to wish the Jags best of luck. I invite you to visit us at patrickbasilmd.com. Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com the best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford. Built for the holidays. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual. Ensuring those who serve. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle ramps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. 
From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagavin. Glad you're along with us today. And uh, we were mentioning the podcast earlier, Logs. I left off, and I will hear about it. So I made a correction here. The Ozone Podcast is also each week hosted by our good friend John Ozier. The Ozone Podcast. Who's that guy? He's the senior writer for Jaguars.com. You might have heard of him. So uh, it, I, I haven't met him. You will at some point soon. And his it doesn't sound familiar. Well, we'll we'll get you in touch early next week. The uh, next Ozone podcast will come out with Peter Schrager <laughs> from NFL Network. He has a, a great visit. Ozone does each week with uh, a great national guest or coach or player or whoever is uh, the the topic of the week. So that'll come out early next week. My apologies to Ozone. I'm sure since he's ah look, so uh, JP, uh, look, I love Ozone. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just kidding. Uh, I can Johnny tell. O is uh, I can tell. I, I will say this. Um, John is Johnny Ozone, whatever you want to call him. One of the most talented writers that there is in the National Football League. I think the, the Jacksonville is very fortunate to have him, and I'm being serious about this because I'll give you an example. The Indianapolis Colts, and since I've been doing the broadcasting of the, of the football games, which, you know, if you go back to doing uh, television, which you go all the way back to, gosh, my first year of doing that was uh, 99 with Fox, and then eventually with radio starting with the Jaguars in 03. Mm-hmm. Whenever I did an Indianapolis Colts game, the Colts PR department, I mean, was terrible. Terrible. Okay. When I say that, they, you know, because it was the Peyton Manning era. So you'd open up the public relations guide in the the weekly release, and it was just all this statistical information. And you're like, look, dude, I, I don't have time. This is not a statistician broadcast. I don't have time to go through 50 pages of how great Peyton Manning is just in the numbers. Just give me the Cliff Notes version. Give me a summary. Give me bullet points. Give me information. And the Colts never gave that to you. So you know what I did? At the time, Johnny had already left Jacksonville, and then he was actually writing for Colts.com. I would get all of my little tidbits and nuggets of information that would would help our broadcast from John Osher's writing on Colts.com and then wherever he was at because there was a period of time that he wasn't, but he was still covering the team. That's how good of a writer John Osher is. He never missed anything when it came to the Colts, and, and I relied on him to get my Colts information. So just, and that's the God's honest truth. Yeah. I'm not trying to say yeah. that to, to, to pump up Johnny Osher. Trust me. Well, I'll say this. You mentioned it was the Peyton Manning era, but it was the reason why there was no information coming out officially through the Colts PR department was because it was the Bill Polian era as well. And that no, was no, 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 no. Look, look, look. You had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Peyton Manning, 
the two pass rushers, Freeney and Mathis. I mean, you had Hall of Fame type guys, okay? And so when you have Hall of Fame type guys, you don't have to sit there and list every single catch they've ever had in their career. Give them five key things to talk about in a broadcast about each guy. They may not use all five, but the real key to a public relations department is focusing in the narrative on certain guys. Give them the important, give them the nuggets, give them the nugget that they're going to use and make it easy for them in a broadcast. And the Colts PR staff, for whatever reason, during that time period, they didn't get it. And, uh, and Dan Edwards' son is now working for the Colts PR department, Correct. so I think things are going to change. I think, I think so, too. Uh, let's move along here to uh, the quarterback prospect list. You know, this is the time of year. Trevor Lawrence has been, for three years, heralded as the one, at some point the number one overall pick and the best quarterback in college football and all these things. But as expected, hashtag as expected, you know, it's about this time before the draft. Two months out, people start putting these lists out, looking at more tape. Oh, we found this guy. And now these lists start to change a little bit. Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback, now with the Pro Football Talk, put his uh, newest quarterback ranking list out, and Trevor Lawrence was not number one. Zach Wilson has moved to the top of his quarterback list, and he went through a long a reasoning why earlier this week on uh, Pro Football Talk, but that, that's kind of this is that time frame when people look at maybe some reasons why you shouldn't pick a guy over another, and lists change, and you find tape. Tell me, tell me the big reason why Chris Sims thought that he should be over Trevor Lawrence. Basically, it was a complete package can make the big time throws. He has the mindset of. Um, you know, he, he actually dropped names like uh, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. He has that type of arm ability, he said. So, so, so Chris Sims is now Sigmund. So Chris Sims is now Sigmund Freud. I don't know. He's <laughs> digging into the mind. <laughs> right. Of the it's, quarterback. It's funny, though. The, the reaction to uh, these is what cracks me up. It's like people freak out over this. It's not. I think I mean, it's, uh, all I'll say is I, that the Jets are going to get a really good quarterback. <laughs> and maybe uh, it kind of just makes me laugh though because uh, the former uh, senior editor of Jaguars.com Vic Keshman used to kind of laugh and because uh, he would talk to scouts or he would talk to the talent evaluators and and they would give Vic you know his uh, their opinion on a certain guy and they'd they'd tell Vic and, and they'd look at him and go the look in his eye. Just tell <laughs> by the look in his eye that this guy can play. You know, it's, it's like, wait a minute, are you, are you some kind of, uh, uh, you know, secret uh, right. uh, your, uh, abilities your... of being able to look into a guy's soul and the crystal ball <laughs> of his future and to see what he's going to be? Uh, but look, uh, look, Chris Sims is entitled to his opinion, yeah. and there's a lot of really good quarterbacks, but when you look at the traits that he talked about that put uh, the young man ahead of Trevor Lawrence, the reality is that Trevor Lawrence does all those things, but then Trevor Lawrence has also done it on the national stage, and he's also done it everywhere and at every level he's ever been. And oh, by the way, he has better physical attributes to play the position at the National Football League level. He's got better sight lines because he's got more height. 
He's got the size. He's got the athleticism. He's got everything that you want. So uh, I'm not trying to completely, you know, to say that Chris Sims is, is full of it, but uh, I think Chris Sims needs to uh, maybe go back and, and reanalyze the tape a little bit because I've watched the tape and there's no way. Pete uh, Frisco always says everyone's entitled to their own wrong opinion. Let's uh, go around the National Football <laughs> League and start off with the schedule release. And Ben Fisher of Sports Business Journal said the NFL says that it's currently targeting the second week of May for the schedule release. Now, historically, logs the release has come before the draft most years. And then last year, of course, it was pushed back into early May, and it could be even deeper And the reasoning. It's because of the talk of the 17-game schedule that could be coming after NFL owners' meetings at the end of March and the television deals, all that combined, could push that announcement back. And that's a that's a big off-season milepost to, to really get people fired up for the season ahead. Well, that would be a lot to do in one off-season, to be able to negotiate new TV deals, to expand the season, to... 17 games and also do it, <laughs> by the way, we still have a, a global pandemic going on. I mean, that would be a lot to be able to accomplish. But I, I think the league needs to focus in on, for this year, this is just my opinion, they need to focus in on 16 games for this year, make that the focus, and worry about getting things more back to normal with the COVID situation before you say, okay, let's just go to 17 games and look, I understand that there's a lot of money at stake, okay, and, and, and totally get it. And that's not going to go away in the future, though. You still have the ability to, to, to get to 17 games. I think you got to find a way to get more normalcy for your season this year with 16 games to where you're starting to find a way to bring fans back, et cetera, et cetera, before you start saying, holy, let's go ahead and add 17 games, you know. Uh, but the amount of money that they're talking about, I think with the networks obviously entails and the reason for some of the sizable increases in the money is due, I, I think, in large part to them talking about 17 games. And so at some point, you've got to go ahead and stop talking about it and do it and, and then commit yourself to that. And then you make a lot more money. I get it. But I think this year, I think you have to commit to getting back to, to more normalcy with 16 games and still dealing with a global pandemic before you worry about adding a 17th game. That's just my opinion. Well, uh, we, we all know this next player has never met a microphone he doesn't like, and he's using one lately. Jalen Ramsey, Rams cornerback, is in the media again this week. He says, Deshaun Watson is, quote, extremely serious about not playing for the Texans again. That was on the Huddle and Flow podcast this week. Of course, Ramsey and Watson have the same agent. There's a notorious picture, not notorious, there's a photo of all three of them together that Jags fans, some of them, I think, is uh, kind of rubbed them the wrong way. When Jalen was uh, still with the Jaguars, of course, he was photographed with the Texans quarterback. I think that was during the season, come to think of it. It might have been during the back injury issue. All of that combined. So, um, Watson. It was, JP. Yeah. You're correct on all of that. So, Watson is extremely serious, apparently, about not playing for the Texans again. How about that? Are you surprised? Well, what, what is, is, is Jalen Ramsey breaking news there? No. You know, so uh, look, I mean, I think everybody knew that Deshaun Watson was very serious. And, 
you're going to find out how serious he is when he starts to put his paychecks at risk by not playing for the Houston Texans. And will it get to that point? I don't know. But if you want to find out how serious that Deshaun Watson is, and if the Texans truly want to find out how serious Deshaun Watson is, see if he will forego millions of dollars to not play for you. That's the way you're going to find out how serious he is. And uh, and I, I just, I know this, I would have a hard time, you know, passing up 15, 16, 18, 20 million dollars or whatever he would consider losing this year if he doesn't play. And it might even be more than that. I don't know. You'll never get it back once uh, you don't get it to begin with. Uh, hey, uh, another... ask, ask Yannick Ngakwe if, <laughs> if, if, you, if you get that money back. Ngakwe turned down a, a pretty sizable deal by the Jaguars a couple years ago. And, uh, and he's not going to see that again. You know, and, and right now, I think that uh, if, he could, if he could go back in time and revise the, his personal history, I think he might take that deal. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But from a financial standpoint, he would have done much better by taking the Jaguars deal at that time. An update on the Ben Roethlisberger situation in Pittsburgh. Adam Schefter reporting today that Big Ben agreed to take a $5 million pay cut in the final year of his contract this season. and spreads his cash payout into the 2022 season. It lowered the cap hit by $15 million. And that, well, the cap hit was going to be 41 million and change logs, so they needed a little space to get some things done. And he will be the quarterback of the Steelers this year. So, in other words, he took a pay cut and then they tacked how many years on of the contract to lower his cap? Great hit? question. Great question. Can't because, find I mean, that, that's, yes. I mean, that's the only way. See, the, the, that was the tricky part about Ben Roethlisberger that made it such a difficult situation for both Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers because you couldn't just say, oh, we're gonna get last Ben to take a pay cut. Because even if he just took a pay cut, the amount of money that, uh, that was still gonna be applied to the cap, in other words, you needed to try to find a way to add years to the current contract that he had to be able to lessen the hit for this year, 2021. And uh, essentially what you're doing unless Ben plays in the future for extremely cheap, is you're still continuing to kick the can down the road, so to speak, on dealing with the salary cap issue of Ben Roethlisberger. But uh, here, here's the one thing. I'm glad that he's back because Ben Roethlisberger is part of the, he is the Pittsburgh Steelers in my mind. And it's an organization I think is gonna, it's gonna undergo a tremendous amount of change this off season. It's gonna look a little different next year. But uh, look, I mean, when you watch football, sometimes you just, you know, certain guys, are what football is about. I mean, Ben is the Pittsburgh Steelers for many years. Tom Brady was the New England Patriots, and this year it was very different than he wasn't. Drew Brees is the New Orleans Saints. Will he be back? I don't know. You know, so I mean, there's certain things that are very comforting in football to have your favorite player or one of your uh, more likable players to stay with their team. So I'm glad that that happened. All right, we've made it to the end of another edition of Jaguars Happy Hour. Logs, have a fantastic weekend. We'll catch up again with you next week. Jeff Log, I've been out of here. Podcast stuff. Yeah, subscribe and give us five stars and a comment while you're <laughs> at it, Logs, and we'll uh, entertain you daily on the Jaguars official podcast network. Again, uh, look for the Reese Davis interview coming up Monday on Jaguars.com. Thanks to our entire crew, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening, and thanks for watching on Jaguars.com. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.